0: the hard shoulder. On News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan. Innovation that
1: excites.
2: All right, we've assembled our two uh, critics, uh, John Kelleher, producer and former director of film classification, and our own John Fardy, presenter of Screen Time here on News Talk, to have our weekly look at uh, what movies uh, you can access in the lockdown uh, and uh, what online um, material is available. Uh, we've had a little bit of confusion because normally you see it, they would be in front of me, the two Johns, so I can look them in the eyes and and say, John, and then instead of... Uh, neither of them speaking or one of them speaking over each other. So we've decided to call it John Boy uh, for John Farty and John Senior for John Keller. And we're going to start with you, John Senior, because the the movie you first picked out is, is, is uh, Jackie, which was uh, Jackie Kennedy. We have a clip of Natalie Portman. She was uh, nominated for Best Actress for her performance in this Jackie Kennedy film. Let's take a listen. You'll have to share something
1: personal eventually. People won't stop asking until you do. And if I don't, they'll interpret my silence however they want. Her brow furrows. Her lips are drawn. She holds back her tears, but she can't hide her anger. Most writers want to be famous. You want to be famous? No, I am fine as I am, thank you. You should prepare yourself. This article will bring you a great deal of attention. Oh, in that case, any advice for me? Yes. Don't marry the president.
2: All right. Sell it to me, John.
0: Well, it's a pretty good film. And like you said, um, uh, Natalie Portman got a nomination for Best Actress, and she's really stunning in it. It's, I mean, Jackie Kennedy was in that elite group of women who were known only by their by one name, like, you know, Garbo, Marilyn, Madonna, if you like, Diana. And she was Jackie, hence the, the title. And the focus is on the immediate aftermath of the assassination of her husband, President Kennedy, in Dallas in November 63, when her world is completely shattered. And she's she's totally grief stricken. We've all seen the archive footage that she's traumatized. But over the course of the next few days and week, she has to do a, a number of things. She has to console her very young, two very young kids She has to vacate the White House, the the home that she had been in for several years and had painstakingly uh, restored. She has to plan, meticulously plan, her husband's funeral. And she also knows, because she's very media savvy, that the next seven days or so are going to be, they're going to have an influence on how the JFK legacy will be defined and perceived and how she'll be remembered. So... It's, it's, and there's a framing device, which is, you played a clip there, which is a good clip because it shows Peter Sarsgaard playing the part of a journalist, a very prominent journalist called uh, Theodore White, who was writing a piece for Life magazine. And his interview with her frames the structure of the film. So there's flashbacks back and forth to Dallas, the funeral, and throughout her time in the White House. And she's very controlling. She edits her remarks. She demands final approval before a single word is uh, printed. And she, you know, gets things off the record. So um, it's—I recommend it. It's very, okay. very—it's on—it's
2: yeah. on Friday at the same time as late, late uh, nine forty-five on RT Two this coming Friday. It doesn't cover our period with Onassis. No, not at all. Yeah, because that's interesting for me, because uh, it all kind of, she became sort of reclusive as regards her personal security and her safety and, and all that, and needed protection. Okay, let's move on to, to John Boy himself. Uh, you, you have another First Lady for us. Right. Michelle Obama documentary Becoming, which lands on Wednesday. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, it was launched today, but I got to see it earlier in the week. I suppose this isn't going to change your mind about Obama, Michelle. You're either a fan or you're not. What it is, is her memoir that came out two years ago coming it was the same name and she went on a book tour and this documentary kind of follows her on that book tour in 34 stops she makes across the states now there's two things about it it's problematic slightly in that it's by their own the obamas production company higher ground productions so it's quite sanitized there isn't anything terribly revealing because it's not meant to be that type of thing that said she just comes across as, you know, you can't not like her. She just has this charm about her in her dealings with people. It's a lot of her going through her time in the presidency, but the most affecting scenes in it are her talking often to students in in classrooms, talking to Native Americans, or even at book signings. And, you know, you have these young women in particular, black and white, coming up to her in floods of tears, unable to speak. And she stares at them, you know, centre in the eye, tell them to calm down and talk to them, you know, for however long. And, just everywhere she goes there is warmth follows her and you know you might think even though she's denied she's running in any kind of office that this could be a very well-timed you know bid to get some kind of campaign going but all in all she comes across as a remarkable woman like she in one of the sit-down interviews for the book tour she talks about being in the white house and she had a situation where her children were being served their food by African-American men who were old enough to be their grandfather wearing dicky bows and dressed in monkey suits. And she just said, you know, I can't have my kids growing up thinking that this is what life is like. And there's a lot of those scenes in it. There's one where America passed a law about same-sex marriage and the White House aides don't really want her to leave. And she sneaks out and she stands in front of the lighthouse with all these people partying and you see the rainbow flag in silhouette It's really very well done. She comes across lovely. As I say, if you're in or outside the Obama camp, I'm not sure if it's going to, people tend to have quite strict views about how they feel, but it was a great piece of TV all in all. Okay, well, we
2: have a clip uh, from the trailer of Becoming. Here's Michelle herself. I am from the south side of Chicago. That tells you as much about me as you need to know. It was a typical working class community. Some good music, some good barbecue, some good times. So little of who I am happened in those eight years. So much more of who I was happened before. OK, it's called Becoming. It lands on Wednesday. It's on Netflix and it's it's recommended by John uh, Fardy. Now, next up is the movie The Walk, uh, John Senior. Tell us about it. Uh,
0: this is also pretty good, Ivan. I think you might like it. It's directed by a kind of Hollywood royalty, Robert Zemeckis. He did Back to the Future and Forrest Gump. And it's based on a true story. In 1974, a Frenchman called Philippe Petit, uh, performed a death defying tightrope walk between the twin towers of the world trade center which had opened the preceding year 73 and the film is divided into three sections the first which maybe goes on a bit long is the his early his early life as he as he you know, learns the skill of tightrope walking Uh, Then the planning section is the second uh, part of it. And then the final section, which is absolutely spectacular, is is the execution, the actual Twin Tower walk. Um, How how far is the walk
2: between the two towers? I know it's pretty high up, uh, uh, whatever it is, all those floors up. How how long is it actually between the two? Is it like 100 metres? Is it what is it?
0: Oh, I think it might have been more even. Um, the towers were 400-odd metres high and there was certainly, you know, a heck of a, uh, uh, a width between them. I don't know exactly how, how much. I and is it probably, a true story, John? Oh, yes, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, visually, it's very spectacular. It's quite thrilling. And there's great CGI to recreate the, um, the New York city scape, if you like, and skyline, including the, the Twin Towers. And essentially, it's a movie that's actually a kind of a, a loving memorial to the to the twin to the twin towers.
2: And uh, Ben Kingsley in it, which is a plus.
0: So basically Yeah, Ben Kingsley and, the, and yes. Philippe, Pizzi is played by an American actor called Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, and it's it's uh, it's very interesting. There was a documentary made as well, uh, which actually won the Oscar, which was called, you might remember, Man on Wire. Uh, but this is actually fictionalised, not fictionalised, but this is dramatised.
2: It's only 140 feet he had to go. <laughs> You're making sound uh, like uh, 200 metres there, but anyway. It's I, yeah, a, it, it, I, I've I, always got I don't have do a bad Always good to big up
0: uh, to big up an achievement, <laughs> isn't it? Right? Okay, well,
2: it's on uh, late on Saturday night, just before midnight on RTE Two. Now, I took two of your recommendations, John, John, John Boy. Uh, normal people. I watched the yes. first episode, and I watched. I had recorded it. And needless to say, the recording didn't work on the second episode. And I watched the two on BBC Three and Four. Oh, and yeah. and uh, I, 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 it's not bad. It's not bad. I actually like it. Uh, and good. Dangerous Lies we watched then on Netflix. Oh, yeah. OK. Good, but not great. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah. that sums That's you good. up. Uh, so let's talk <laughs> about the, young boys one. The, the Eddie. The Eddie on Netflix from Friday. What's this?
1: Oh yeah, but John's right. John John K recommended that the Eddie. Now this is about a jazz club in Paris. You will hate this at the outset, so bear with me. I'll make it quick, right? It is by Damien Chazelle, who gave us great movies like La La Land and Whiplash, movies that often include music as as a theme. And this is about a jazz club owned by two guys, an American and a French national on the outskirts of Paris and the club is in a bit of trouble. Uh, The main guy Elliot is a failing musician or a musician who's kind of left performance behind so he set up this jazz club with his pal Farid but the jazz club isn't working out as well as he hoped. There's some financial trouble as well. He has a daughter over from the States who's gotten into some trouble over there and she's come back into his life and he has to kind of mind her and then there's clearly debts on the club. What's good about this is the music is great and you wouldn't expect anything else because the music is also written by a guy called Glenn Ballard, who is famous with Alanis Morissette and Michael Jackson. He's a great musician and songwriter. And one of the script writers is Jack Thorne, who's done Harry Potter stuff. But it just doesn't come together, unfortunately. The problem is the plot. You just don't. Really care. Uh, And I found it really tough going to make my way through it. They were an hour long, and my wife actually said, You know, do we have to keep watching this? And then I said it was for you, and she understood that we had to keep going with it. So this is happening every week, as I mentioned. But I'd give this about two and a half out of five. I mean, the music is great, and it looks good, and it's you know, as I say, joyful So this is really jazz, a,
2: a thumbs down for the Eddie on Netflix.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid so. And I thought I'd love it, like Damien Chazelle, I'm There, uh, based on Whiplash and, and La La Land. but And I'd say John likes those two movies as well. But this, oh, the juices... So, yeah. The juice isn't worth the squeeze, if I may quote a great man. I may have said that originally, so I'm quoting myself. But it's just, it's <laughs> it's, 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 it's not worth it, I'm afraid. So, yeah. And you know me, I don't like to give thumbs down because that's your job. But okay. this, it's just not worth the effort, I'm afraid. So I was disappointed.
2: Uh, I've heard it all now. The juice isn't worth the squeeze. Now, what's yeah, uh, Moneyball you're recommending, John, as a Netflix movie? Y- y- you gave me Dangerous Lies, which is OK now. i give it a, a three and a half out of five.
0: Moneyball, money I think cute. I've seen it. I, you might have seen it, and it, it will bear a second watch because it's awfully good. It's a sports movie, but you don't have to be interested in sport, actually, and you certainly don't have to be even interested in baseball, which is what it's about. It's got Brad Pitt. The, 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 the way you know this would be good is that the two, uh, two among the writers are Aaron Sorkin and Steve Zalian, or Zalian, who got a nomination for The Irishman and who wrote Schindler's List. Um, you know all about Aaron Sorkin. But it's, it's based on a true story again, and it's it's a, a movie really about taking on the system. Uh, Brad Pitt plays the manager of a, a baseball team called the Oakland A's, who lose to the Yankees in the playoff, and then they lose immediately three of their star players, and they don't have any money to spend. Their the, the club is kind of broke. And their manager, Brad Pitt, has this idea. He meets a guy who's a... a an expert on computer-generated statistical analysis, and he bases his acquisition of players on that. This is completely against the status quo and the convention, and it creates massive hostility and tension within the management in the club. Okay. Uh, so the big question is: Can Brad, you know, break with tradition and win games and make it to the series? It's, All right uh, it's really really good.
2: Yeah, I know and if you're if you're interested in the sport certainly it it, it has a good, uh, a good a good a good storyline to it. That's Moneyball, made in 2011 on Netflix. My sincere thanks to John Fardy and John Keller for their picks. Of course these these are lean pickings. All the cinemas closed, no big new releases. We do our best with limited material
0: a hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.